All right, greetings, you dirty heathens. This is Hyperborean Radio, and uh, we're here to talk to you today. Uh, with us is the Lord Keeper, as usual. How are you doing today? I am just fine and peachy. I mean, I've still, I'm still coming down a little bit with the disco fever, or the flu flu, or the great and powerful plague of the biddens and the Kamalers of the world, but whatever. So, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, mostly getting fed up. My give a fuck just fell off. It's off underneath the dresser somewhere. I can't find it. It's gone. Yeah, it's just calloused. I'm just calloused. Yes, eventually that'll rot off too, though. But um, basically the thing is, is we've... There's a rather ingenious thing that someone actually mentioned, which was... We and most other people, I think, are in this thought process that it's malicious or stupidity, which is why people do what they do, because we run into a lot of people that seem like they're either really oh, dumb yeah, you're talking or about really the power malicious. of the word and. Yes. You remove or and you place instead and instead of malicious oh, or so stupid many things snap malicious place, like, and ah, stupid. Now I get it. Yeah. It's like the thing I was talking about earlier where. You got these online groups and there's a lot of people involved there where it seems that their entire purpose is the, uh, how was that I worded it? I, I got to look it up because I actually wrote this down or typed this down so I wouldn't forget. It's the, because it sounded all official and smarticle. Yes. And it's nice to sound smarticle on all occasion. poindexter. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to let my inner poindexter shine and it's the disruption of information yeah that seems to be what a lot of people do it's like the thing is most people don't seem to want things to change that's why even when people leave say a universalistic faith they then go to the next most socially acceptable religion it's not a thing of belief it's a thing of acceptance mm -hmm. because it is more acceptable to go from christianity to islam that's why a lot of people will convert from yeah, one Abrahamic faith. Yeah, that's step that's made. Or from, um, uh, what's the, it's Christianity. It's the, not the Poindexters. Starts with a P. Protestants? Yes, from po Protestants to Catholic. Specifically, what's really popular right now is Orthodox Catholicism. Yes. But Roman Co Catholic is getting in there for the old college try. You know, it's, you ignore all the pedophilia but and stuff. All that, all that's. Uh, aside it's the same we are actually experiencing the same thing and i'm sure that we're not the first per per persons to have noticed this but in in the news whether it's local or government news they are suffering the same thing it's disruption of information um you know like this whole recent push of misinformation disinformation we need to censor because of the misinformation and disinformation all they're doing is disruption of information. That's it. Well, and it seems to be, and it's not necessarily because I think most people, like we just said, stupid or malicious, but there's different levels of malicious. Mm -hmm. Like there's tenting their hands, Mr. Burns kind of malicious. Mm -hmm. And then there's, oh no, I can't let that happen. It'll affect me in a way I don't want it to. So I'll be, or I just want attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, pay it's... attention to me. Look at how edgy I am. Ha ha ha! Isn't that funny? 
I disrupted the flow of information. I disrupted the the conversation and switched it from something historical to now everybody's talking about their dreams. Well, and the thing, and, that- and I don't mean like dreams as in goals. I mean dreams as in I was walking through the forest and Wotan came to me with his Cimmerillion knife, and then he told me that he is in fact Freya, who is also a goat, who is also Frodo. Baggins, it's and it's it's a thing, and there's there's been some of the, this is why I don't do online groups, is because I've encountered these people and they always present their stuff as serious, and then when I when I call them out on it, and then there's a, a let's call it a, dis, a, a, a discussion, but then it's like oh yes, I'm a troll, leave me alone. Why can't you just let me troll? Why the fuck are you in this group? If your intention is to just troll, there's a reason for it. It is literally disruption of information so that nothing changes. They don't want things Nobody to change. Nobody wants things to change. That's what I was getting at. The reason you go from acceptable religion to another acceptable religion, because the least accept- which, is, which is all the Indo-European thing is. It's going from one acceptable universalist religion to another acceptable universalist religion. And they all claim to be ethnic. No, I'm ethnic. It's not universalistic. But then actually pay attention to what they're saying. Well, they've literally made up a religion. And despite the fact that people that actually understand... It's like we run into occultists who are actually occultists. They get annoyed at all the supposed occultists that we've run into. Yes. Or like you've actually met Christians who don't like most Christians because they're not real Christians. Yes. Like uh, what was it one, one of them said? Why does a dirty heathen know more about Christianity oh, than yeah, most talking Christians? talking about me yeah, as the dirty heathen that knows more about Christianity than most of these Christians out there. And I actively reject Christianity. And it, it really does. It irritates them. The, the ones that actually care about their religion, it irritates them that somebody like me knows more about Christianity than 99% of the Christians that you come across out there. Well, it's like you and me, we both practice ethnic faith. Mm -hmm. You have your family's Celtic gods, and I have done quite a bit of research trying to find. And it's not all research. There's an element, yes, of feel there. Just just because a god is German or continental Germanic does not mean I automatically am like, okay, putting you on the pile. It's like, well, really, I should recorded the uh, the conversation that the entire group had last night because there were some really important uh, well important is kind of stretching it but there was some really deep stuff that we all touched on like um, for instance you don't have to know all the stories you don't have to know all the history you don't have to honestly you don't really have to know shit other than that it's about carrying yourself with a noble nature so then you have to understand our people at our core, but you don't have to know who Freya is. You don't have to know who Hala is. You don't have to know the interaction between Hala and Perchta. You don't have to know um, the names of the the Vikings that carved, car- carved their names on that lion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You don't have to know that stuff. That that stuff is supplementary. Well, and I think the thing that most irritates me is here's the thing. You can be as ridiculous as you want in paganism. It's the arguing that that's necessary. It's like the runes. You can trace when the runes became a fortune-telling system. 1982? 
from Hasbro, I believe. I believe so. And then the whole esoteric rune thing, you can trace, trace that to fucking Guido. Or the, at, the Ouija board. That's, I believe, 19... It was a spiritualist movement thing. Yeah. They were, it's weird. It's easy enough to look this up. They were all into the occult the and Egyptian crap and Kabbalah. And, of and course, it's all based off from ancient, ancient uh, customs and beliefs. That's That's what most of it says, but there's... When you look at those ancient customs and beliefs, there's nothing there. It's like the the rune casting. It's based off from some staves, some rune staves that they found. Well, we have rune staves everywhere today. They're on every street corner. I mean, because I looked them up. That's what they look like. They're they're literally just slats. Well, I mean, and they're poorly written. Well, and so he, honestly, I think it what it was is it'd be like going into the kindergarten or first grade when the little kids are practicing their letters. And saving those papers and saying, ooh, ancient magical runes. Well, I mean, they even have admitted, like, uh, those German houses where they have, like, the wood paneling on the Mm -hmm. outside. If you go back far enough, they actually had, like, the initials of the family that lived there. And before Mm -hmm. then, they had them in the runic alphabet. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. It was, like, uh, my initials would be I-K. So I would have, you know, an Isa and a Kara. A uh, Kanaz, Kanaz, that's the one. So that would be my two letters. Mm-hmm. But there's like six or seven different versions of the runic alphabet. So it it was a very regionalized well, alphabet. That's another thing, too, is people don't realize. Which I, I actually like the academic. Fun fact, did you know? Um, for a whole bunch of reasons. And yes, it does help us understand our people. So it's not useless. But a lot of people don't realize that there was... Hundreds of versions of runes. There was far more than just the Futhark, Elder and Younger. There was far more than the um, than Ogham. Well, and then if you're lucky, people will know about Anglo-Saxon runes, and they'll know about, um, is it the Faroe Island runes? or I think so. But th- there are... Oh, no, ma- there's, there's, <laughs> there's so much out there. Well, and then what alphabet is it? That's the thing that then decides what does it mean. Because I've seen people translate runes and it doesn't make any sense because i'm like first of all half of these don't even look like runes that we know of right and then the other thing is how the hell did you translate well, it people now they, they they make them up they're making them up now or like oh the like the armanen runes freaking guido's magic system but i mean you might as well have told him you need to have a fire uh you need to have a red a white a black a green and a blue style for all of his magic cards well, and i've had people send me um send me pictures of this rune stave that they made isn't it cool and i look at it and i'm like oh yeah it, it's very aesthetically pleasing neat and then they proceed to tell me about its hidden meanings and that's where they lose me i'm like it is literally it's a it's just a design and it's not that it can't have meaning but you're now expecting me to attribute the same meaning. Yeah, to attribute the same meaning to this thing that you admitted that you made up. And why did you make it up? Because it's aesthetically pleasing, because you wanted to, and that's fine. But don't expect me to then believe it simply because you want me to. What the fuck? Well, so much of modern paganism is New Age. And then even the groups that actively try to get away from the New Agers still end up doing it. Yeah. Like um, that whole soul. I've seen people use this for homeschooling uh, from like the troth or whatever, which 
has a black guy in a kilt running a freaking thing. It's not an ethnic thing whatsoever. But they've got like a diagram of the soul based on Germanic sources. I'm like, where the hell did you get this from? Wait, the, I, I love that because I've looked for that. This diagram based on Germanic sources. Okay, where where are these Germanic sources? Well, here's the thing. It says this is a diagram based on the Germanic sources. Okay, that's great. Now, where are the sources? And I'm not one of those guys that's always screaming source, 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 because it, it, it's a tired argument. Tell me just what direction to look in and let me see if I can find it. I have not found it. And I am really good at finding obscure information. Well, and there's so many things out there that are spread as if it's fact and it's not. Like one big example is there was pe there's people that talk about how Odin in some old sources has like is flanked by two giant bears. This doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, uh, to go back to the, the, the diagram of the nine soul th souls thing, the closest that I've found is it's actually based off from some Hindu stuff from the, the people that started that whole Aryan movement. And I'm not talking about the political movement. I'm talking prior to that, the, the academics. And they're like, oh, the, the Indo-European, Aryan, whatever. And we're using Sanskrit sources that's the closest that I've found, and I'm, uh, I'm willing to roll with, okay, maybe this is an actual Germanic thing. Can somebody show me? And so far, the answer is always no. What, what they end up showing me is somebody talking about somebody that's talking about somebody that's talking about the source, the well, supposed source. What's funny to me. I, I can't find this thing anywhere. Well, and my thing is that I, I used to, when I first started in paganism, I was extremely naive. I was extremely good natured. I just was like, oh yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Basically you was trying to learn it the way that you should be able to learn it. Oh yeah. And then I started recognizing zealotry that made no sense. People using the Marvel genealogies, but pre presenting themselves as experts. One of my favorites. Oh, they're was all over YouTube for like, uh, for like. Oh man, for like a good year or so, people were obsessed with the Havamal. Like people would not shut up about the Havamal. Mm -hmm. And then I would be, and anytime they'd bring it to me, I'd be like, yeah, I've read it. It's a book of common sense. Ish. Ish. Some of it's uh, really dumb advice. Right. And it's not even a book, it's a poem. And it, some of it, yeah, is some of it's common sense and some of it's like, what? Well, it's like, I used to think that Wode, Woden, Wotan, and Odin were all the same god until I actually asked myself this question. What is the proof of it? Because it's not the Be etymology. Right. Because Besides entomology, what is there to show that? Well, and is here's the, case? the thing they don't even have an etymological link. Mm hmm. Because the whole argument that Odin means fury or the same thing as what Wotan means is because they then they start with the presumption that those two names mean the same thing. They don't actually have a good translation for Odin. There is no good translation. The closest they get is they will, I have seen people take Othar, which is uh, Freya's husband, which some people will argue is Odin. Right, but that's easy enough to always argue. It's Batman. It's Batman. Everybody is Batman. Yeah, that's what it turns into is to make Odin make sense. They have to well, start make sense with the way that they view him. Yeah. Well, or want I, him to be. Well, and I've actually brought this up. You and me have both brought this up. Odin is effectively 
the Beggar King. Mm-hmm. Like if you had to give him a modern title that people could understand, yeah, you throw away all the extra names and you, you you just go by the stories themselves. He's the Beggar King. Yeah, because his everything he does, he's a criminal. He's a thief. He's a murderer. He's an assassin. He's a rapist. Extortionist. An extortionist. Because like everyone likes to bat. Like I've actually had people try to argue. Well, what if Loki is the shadow of Odin? Well, here's the thing is I know what you mean by that. And it doesn't make any sense because by the stories we have, Loki has done less fucked up shit than Odin has. Mm -hmm. Odin has actually committed more reprehensible actions in the stories we have than Loki has. Yeah. I mean, read them again. If if you're one of the the Edda people, read that as again, throw all the extra names, throw all all this stuff that you supposedly learned and try reading it with a fresh mind. And again, throw the genealogies, just skip over the genealogies and uh, the extra names for Odin, because otherwise half the stories are going to be Odin's talking to Odin about Odin because Odin wants to learn about Odin, but Odin doesn't know everything about Odin. So Odin's going to call over Odin and Odin to discuss Odin. So that they can then tell Odin about Odin. So Odin can go tell Odin about Odin. Right. So well, that's the problem with the name. So just throw out all the extra names and just take well, Odin when it says Odin in, in the in well, the stories, that is Odin. If it says Gohuntershire, then that's somebody else. Well, and there's straight up names he has that are literally just the names of other gods. Yes. Like Helblindy. The Thunderer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was fun. But, like, we've actually, we had someone arguing with us about this. So, we finally, we brought out the list of names. And we went through them one by one. Oh, until we was begged to stop. Please stop. Yeah. By our friend. Uh, Former friend. But, basically, the thing is, is, this is how I went into the Eddas when I actually read them. Because I've read them more than once. The first time. I went in with a completely clear, unbiased conscience. As close as you can get in modern society because you have the Marvel Thor and you have yeah. all these pagans and But Vikings you actively tried to not yeah. let that influence. Yeah, I just took the stories as stories. And when you're reading them, yeah, you, you don't get all these ideas people have that they have just made up. Mm-hmm. Like Odin is the great and powerful king and... No, there's nothing like that. He gets in one fight and loses. Every other time he used trickery. Another way to think about it is like if you go into reading Batman comics, but you start off with the perception that Batman is Punisher. That Batman is just a Punisher in disguise. Guess what happens? You start actually... Being able to see Batman is just a Punisher in disguise. Well, or even take something more easy to conflate. Robin. Because there's been like six freaking Robins. Mm -hmm. But there's a very big difference between Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and Damian Wayne. Mm -hmm. And here's my thing is, why are um, comic book fans more, uh, more ready to make sure that all these things stay separate? And enjoy each one for its own thing than pagans are with with our stories. And this is this is my my guess at, as to why. Because the comic book fans don't have it's not a religion. These are just comic books, bro. When you have religions, 
Now you have to be universalistic because if you have the true religion, then that's everybody. Well, and one good example of this just not making sense is you can actually find archetypes of our gods in comic books. Mm -hmm. I know people don't want to hear that. And I'm not talking about obvious examples like Thor and Thor. I'm talking about like Beast from the X-Men is the wise Wildman archetype. Or uh, one really obvious example is Doctor Who. He's the Wanderer archetype. And it's something that we do instinctively. In the absence of our gods, we will create surrogates. And those surrogates will then have stories told of them. And then we will develop similar concepts to manifest the archetype. Well, and as far as the disruption of information goes... A lot of your pie people that I've argued with online, it, I've cornered them to into admitting it, that it's it's a disruption of information to keep people from going in that direction. They show up, they confuse the, the arguments, especially for people that don't know, that, that don't know because they're just new coming into it and they present themselves as the expert and they're going to disrupt the flow of information as, as well as they can. To keep people from going to an ethnic faith because ethnic faiths are, faiths are racist. And they will present themselves as one of the pagan crew. Well, and they're, they're intentionally disrupting the flow of information. And then you end up with some well-intentioned people that don't know any better that start repeating what it is these people said. So is there maliciousness? Yes. But what about the second person? Is there maliciousness there? No, that one is foolishness. However, at a certain point, if they're actually malicious, uh, maliciousness will work its way in. It's either because they never question, so they never look, and they continue to merely repeat. Look at your news cycles. And people that are unaware of news that's out there for everyone to see, and they refuse to look at it, and then they just keep talking the same talking points that's been being talked for the last two years. Well, it's like... Um, it's the same thing. At a certain point, when does ignorance become malicious? Well, it's it's something that we've seen today is how many things have come out that masks don't work. That And they're still pushing it. That effectively a lot of these quote-unquote COVID deaths are flu or cold viruses or core morbidities. Like how many... it. 75% of the, uh, and this is from the CDC, 75% of the um, COVID. Uh, well, the CDC is freaking race realist because yes. it admits like in a collapse of society, segregate. Yes, yeah, se segregate by race. Yeah. Because each race has its own inherent diseases that they carry that they are all but immune to that will kill the other races. Yeah, that's how smallpox spread in America. We didn't give it to them on purpose. Yeah, we gave it to them merely by breathing. Yeah, it was unavoidable. It was. It's Th that's why the vaccines are pushed and mandated everywhere. Since well, anyways, that's that's, that's a, a whole nother topic yeah, that would that's take a whole another thing. But it's um, what we're effectively getting at is the power of and. Yes, the power of and because I used to be so naive with the pagan sphere because I used to believe that people did their research. I used to believe that when people say things like we have nothing that they just needed to be shown how much we have. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that a lot of people, what they actually are, are they know there's a lot, 
But as long as they don't actively retain it, they can pretend they don't have it. Well, yes, exactly. And then I've also heard this one too is, well, there's so much. That's why it has to be simplified down is because there's too much. And to simplify it down, let's go to India. Yeah, let's go, let's go halfway across the planet to an environment and culture ridiculously different from our own and then try and venerate their gods. which That we've conquered a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Many different cultures. The English, the, the Greeks. And here's the thing. I don't deny that the Indians have elements of our culture. I just deny that there's anything we can learn from them there. It's yeah. like the Japanese can't help themselves for but five minutes before they're turning our gods into big titty girlfriends. Right, because you can see elements of American culture all over Japan. But would it be accurate to say that's actually American culture? Well, it's like you want to know Anybody what Anybody that looks is like, no. Well, it's like if you want to believe that Christmas and Yule... Like, let's say we magically lost all of Christmas, all of Yule. We have no context, just archaeological finds. But somehow, magically, Japan has kept celebrating Christmas like it does. So from our perspective, it's about the crucifixion of Santa Claus and the consumption of whipped cream strawberry cake. And it's a day for lovers. Yes. Because that's what Japan did with Christmas. Yes. It's got nothing to do with either the Christian or the pagan elements of the holiday. It is literally an excuse to dress up, eat desserts, give people gifts, and put up crucified Santa Claus. Uh, I actually kind of dig the way that they do, well, do Christmas. It, and they don't lie and say it's their holiday. Oh, no. They literally just do it because it's fun. It's the same reason they do Halloween. Yeah, it's uh, just a costume well, party here, for them. Here's the crazy thing is, is they think that they're celebrating a European holiday accurately or like the, the Japanese fellow that I met. And I was all sorts of confused until oh, you man. found that, um, some of those old, um, documents. Oh yeah. The, uh, he, 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 he's from America and I'm, I'm actually a pretty friendly and outgoing person because if I see something that stands out as being not normal, Oh, my childish curiosity just overwhelms me and I get all giddy. And, it, it's true. I've seen it. It's very endearing, but he, he's like, I have studied American history. I know the American history. And then he's asking me about, I think it was Thomas Jefferson or one of the, the founding fathers, climbing the mountain and fighting with the eagle. I think it was John Adams. And I'm like, I remember those pictures. what? I was all sorts of confused. <laughs> These are old things. And apparently they still teach them in Japan. Um, yeah. You, you want to it's see, just wrong. It's, it's not accurate it, at all. You want to be proud of being an American? Start looking at America through Japanese eyes, oh, and it's dude. the most entertaining thing yes. ever. Well, our founding fathers fought dragons, giant eagles. Made snakes. deals with mountain fairies. Yes. I mean, they were, like, sent from heaven, and they're, like, demigods or, like, godlike beings. Oh, yes. They, they, he, they are so Most of them weren't mortals. Most of them were gods descended from the heavens. And the Japanese believe this, which is why they're very sad when they find out they were just dudes. Right. So then, and this is significantly, a significantly shorter amount of time than the Davidians have possibly had our, our stories. For if the Japanese who are trying, trying desperately to be accurate, because it's in their nature to be accurate. Oh yeah. With laser precision. Yeah. They, they do their best. And... They are trying actively to be accurate, and they are off by that far. 
Um, what about the people that when you ask what color to paint something, they just say yes. Or here's the thing. Here is our beautiful temple. We wish to paint our temple. Which color should we co- should well, we paint it? Yes. I used to think it was ignorance, but now I know it's literally just laziness. Because like, mm-hmm. w- she will remain nameless, but we used to be part of a group. And sh- sh- this person got really into shamanic stuff. Mm-hmm. CG cornered her and basically got her to admit the reason she's getting into the shamanic because stuff. it's easy. It's easy. You don't have to do research. You basically get higher drunk, sit around, and then report your... Your dreams. Yeah. And that's quickly how most people are getting because people are like, you don't have to research. You see you more just and more t- of, of the posts online. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, well, and my thing is I'd rather deal with people that don't even pursue any of that. And they are literally just... Concerned with living their life with honor, strength, and dignity. Well, and here's because I, I would argue that we have never prostrated ourselves before the gods like a bunch of Middle Easterners. But okay, fine. You want your your Europeans to bow before the gods and all this other stuff. I'm American. We don't bow to anything. In fact, it's an insult when we kneel to the flag, mm-hmm. which in any in most yeah, just co- think back a couple years when all this kneeling was going on and all the hubbub that because they were kneeling to insult it, it's an American thing. And the American culture is, regardless of how much it's been twisted lately, is based off from the Hyperborean way of being. Especially Celtic and Germanic. Mm-hmm. But, and by Germanic, I mean, people know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother complex thing. But basically, like, you can even see it because you have the the Celtic stubbornness. Mm -hmm. And then you have, like, the German head nod. Yes. And here's the thing is there's been Germans here since before this was officially a country. This whole most of the Germans. There's been Germans here since before there was a German. Well, like, the Pennsylvania Dutch as a nation are older than Germany the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wrap your head around that. Yeah, and I'm I'm German American. I don't claim to be Pennsylvania Dutch. They're a useful resource because like there's a heathen movement in there. It's closer. It's right. still off. And but some of them are fucking batshit crazy. Oh yeah, and, and uh, I like there's there's one guy. He's I'm not going to name him mostly because I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But um, he's relatively popular in certain circles. And then I looked him up and basically how he's viewed within the the Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, yeah, he's, he's the crazy guy over in the corner that nobody wants to talk to. Well, and here's one of my, he he has some useful skills. They will employ him for his useful skills, but everything else, they want nothing to do with him because he's batshit fucking crazy. Well, and here's the, it's all about taking mushrooms and feeling the fucking grass tickle your anus. Well, here's my personal favorite is Odin. Because literally anytime you have a mythic figure that doesn't fit in the broader Eddas, it just becomes Odin. Mm-hmm. Like Krampus. Like some people have literally tried to say Krampus, this phallic goat god, is Odin. And sometimes they'll even say it's hell. And, and this is the level of nonsense. It's because it's half human and half something else. It's like, I don't think you understand that like, the deities from Iceland are not a one-for-one one by the time you hit the Alps. Well, a lot of it, I think, is because they're coming from this perception of what Christianity is, and therefore that is what religion must be. Like, all Christians believe the same thing. No, they don't. 
Go well, talk to Christians. Well, even the folk, because I was actually bringing this up yesterday when we were talking with uh, Wolf and uh, McThunder. Um, there is several folk saints, not just one, several folk saints that are bearded ladies that got crucified. And what they are, are people got statues of Jesus that were so effeminate, people thought they were female folk saints. So stories started popping up of these bearded, crucified female folk saints. All because Jesus was a little bit too effeminate on those statues. He's too skinny. He's too. Look at that. He's so skinny. Give him a sandwich. It, it is. And here's the thing: there are so many folk saints that are actively venerated in folk oh, Christianity. One is the greyhound, the dog. Oh, the literal Saint, dog. Saint Guinefort. Yes, that is a saint worth paying attention to. I do like that one. That one is just a straight up covered up good god. Boy. That's literally what it is. It's like they couldn't get people to stop honoring a dog god, so they were like, fuck it, dog saint. Like th th That is the epitome of not trying. That's even less not trying, less trying than when they don't even change the name. Like Saint Bridget. Mm -hmm. And then change nothing about her. Just, just put a nun's habit on her and call her saint. Yeah, that's that, that'll do. But... A lot of it is actually, in my opinion, most of what's going on is actually malicious. And here's the thing. It's something that's going around again. You know, if you can question it, it's science. If you cannot question it, it's propaganda. Go into a lot of these circles and just say, pie is pumpkin. It's, it's not, it's, other than that, it's garbage. It's not a thing. And watch what happens. Do not speak against the religion, the propaganda. Well, why can you not question it? Well, and the reason that I have gotten aggressive, because I won't lie, I've gotten a little bit aggressive when it comes to defending certain gods. Mm -hmm. It's because I tried the method of just talk to me. Why do you think this right. way? Well, you should be able to just talk. That's why you went there first. You should be able to communicate and then show the actual ideas and for people to be like, Ah, uh, okay. Well, it's at least in the realm of possibility, but no, no, that's not allowed. Well, it's like Hala and Perchta. Why is why do people think Hala and Perchta are the same deity? And they'll say, well, because basically they argue they are. B because they are. Yeah, it, it turns. Everybody just knows it, bro. Whereas if you actually get, there that's is a, the reason that I'm not shitting you. That is one of the reasons that was given to me is just everybody knows it. Why? Well, if you go into the the actual lore. The only place where they're similar is where they overlap and they're still treated as two separate entities. One of my favorite things is when you get these people, they're like, they're just repeating the same thing everybody else says. And they don't even know why they're saying the thing that they're saying other than everybody else says it. And they're like, well, if you just did some research, bro. I'm like, let me introduce you to our telegram. Just our telegram. Oh, one of my personal favorites is when someone says, well... I'm not the one disagreeing with experts. Like I literally asked them to just provide evidence proving their point. And instead of doing that, they literally just said, well, I agree with the experts. You don't. So you're the one that has to disprove right. me. Well, and here, here's, here's the way that it works. Let's approach it all from a scientific perspective. In science, you come up with a hypothesis. Your hypothesis through, through talking with other people and poking it and prodding it and examine it, uh, examining it or observation will develop into a theory. Now, 
that doesn't cement it as fact. And all it takes to undo a theory is to disprove one part of it. To prove it to be true, every part, every part of it has to stand up to extreme scrutiny. If you can disprove one aspect of it, it is no longer a theory. It is back to a hypothesis. That's the way it's supposed to work. But even science doesn't work that way anymore. Even sci- and, and scientists complain because a lot of scientists that are pushed forward for, for public consumption don't use the word hypothesis and theory correctly. Well, I mean, here's something. In reality, there's, not, there's no theories. There's hypotheses everywhere. There's just very strong and very weak hypotheses. Right. But like you and me and a few of our friends, we actively pursue ethnic faith. Mm-hmm. That's not this grand ancient mystery religion. Just literally, what is the ethnic faith of, I don't know, the Hessians? Well, or and the, how I, does it apply to our people? Yeah, because... That, that's the important thing is how does it apply to your life? All these... Mm, the other day when I had that two-hour rant online about... um, Shit, now it just fell out of my head. It was, it was about um, academic curiosity. Well, paganism, they're presenting themselves as pagans. Yes, I'm pagan. And then when they get cornered, they're like, well, paganism is actually dead. And it's no more than an academic curiosity. I don't see why you're getting so defensive, why you're arguing with me. It's just an academic curiosity. And these are people that will insert themselves into these various groups and present themselves as a pagan that is an expert and knows what they're talking about. It means nothing to them. It is literally, to some of these, is just an academic curiosity. To others, it's a philosophical discussion. To others, it's just a chance to troll. It's all about disrupting the information flow. It's entertainment to them. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to do anything, so I'm going to make sure someone else does it. And do I that. don't actually want things to change. So if things get too ethnic, I'm going to steer it away from that. Because then things will change if things get too ethnic. Well, like, for example, I want my... See, you don't seem to understand. Homesteading is good, but I want my chai latte. I really love my chai latte and the electricity to run my... my, And you're trying to take all that away from me. We're not trying to... I mean, first of all, don't drink chai lattes. You can if you want to, Especially not with soy milk. Yeah, just don't be a cunt. But we're not trying to take away electricity or, or automobiles or the computers. We're not trying to take any of that stuff away. We're just trying to get people to understand things are out of balance. They're out of control. There is no problem with the computer. The problem with the computer, and it's something that, that we suffer from too, is um, getting your ass glued to it. Well, like there are days where I don't even turn on the computer. Yeah. Because I am, well. Well, it's because you're noticing and we're noticing that there's, there's a problem. It's like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Turn on the computer. And then you don't do anything, but you're staring at the computer. Yeah. So the the problem isn't the computer itself. It's the balance with life. Well, and part of it is because the way the world is set up, there's not really any free things anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the park is free, but right now the park's under a foot of snow and ice. Mm -hmm. So we can go to the park, but we're not really going to be doing anything there. Then you're only allowed to do certain things at the park. Yeah, and then it turns into a situation of 
you either have to spend 50 bucks to 100 bucks to do anything or you have to be independently wealthy enough to go do something for a week. Yeah. Because like I have heard people just take a month and go to Europe. I'm like, do you have any idea how many people can't afford to take one or two days off of work? And stay home. And stay home, let alone go somewhere and do something. Yeah, just take a month off and and go to Europe and, you know, don't go to the tourist place. Get a nice uh, a bed and breakfast. You know, they're pretty cheap. They're only like $300 a day. So everybody should do this. What? I don't think people understand how most I mean, people- if you can do that, that's, that's all well and good. That's fine. But to then think that everybody can do that, what kind of delusional world do these people live in? Well, part of it is that most people aren't capable of understanding that there are people in worse situations than they are. Oh, uh, before we actually started recording, one of the best terms I've heard, and um, I don't know if uh, if she came up with it, but if she did, fucking bravo. It's it's wonderful because you have the homesteading thing, right? And it, it's somebody starting a uh, Telegram channel on... Uh, well, Telegram, and we share some stuff from her because uh, it's a good idea, but she keeps bringing up this phrase, and I'm going to give her credit for it because I've never seen it anywhere else, urban homesteading. Because the the idea is, yes, you are in an urban area, but that doesn't mean that you cannot learn how to do some of the homesteading stuff. And she's focusing right now on like home maintenance, like cleaning. It's not something that you ever hear on these homesteading channels, like the importance of of just cleaning. Well, part of it is because most people uh, from who we've dealt with, they are portraying things in an idealized way because that's what gets you views. Right. If you are too honest about what a homestead is, people don't like it. Yeah, pretty much because, well, that's not very fancy. Well, I can do that at home. And then by only showing these these things that you can't do or the ways of doing them that you cannot do in an urban setting, it unfortunately makes a lot of people think that they can't do it. Like, well, I, it's not like I can really put up a house, but you can. You can put do it on a small scale. You can make a model house and do it proportionately. Just like you do a real house, like a log cabin. I want to learn how to make log cabins. Go collect some some twigs from the park. Or go buy them from a hobby shop if you can't collect them from a park. And then figure out what your scale is and take a little saw. And saw out your little logs and then notch your little logs with a knife. Because the process is going to be the same. The only thing that's changing is the scale. So you can practice building a house that is far too small for your foot to, to fit in. Granted, it's going to be way heavier, and you're going to have to figure out some other stuff when you start doing it for real, but you can at least get to understand the process. Canning, why can you not can just because you live in the city? Jars are relatively cheap. A lot of them now come with the lids and whatnot. There's a hundred different ways to can. Like You don't need a pressure cooker to can. Uh, because I've, I've shown, I've shown uh, uh, the lore keeper here. I've, I've canned some stuff just to show how it's done. And did the jars not seal? Oh, they sealed. And yeah. No pressure cooker. These things, we can practice these things 
in the urban homestead. Well, it's like we've made bone broth before. We've mm -hmm. made turkey stock before. So there are limitations, but we are able to make things go a bit further. Right. I mean, it's not all plowing a, a field and pulling a sheep out of a out of a, a womb. It's are those things part of it? Yeah. Running fences, stuff like that. Yeah. All that's part of it. But there's all these other little things like do you know how to do you know how to wash clothes? Something as simple as washing clothes. Well, I don't have a river to wash it in. No, but you probably have a bathtub. You have a kitchen sink. Practice washing your clothes in that. And then how do you wring them out? How do you, how do you actually get them clean? What's the different materials that I can use? Last time I checked, you could like, because you don't, okay. Sand. <laughs> you can go buy sand from a hardware store. It's relatively cheap per pound. Or you might even be able to sneak a couple pockets full from the beach. Well, and, and then the, practice using sand to wash. Well, and I actually, uh, what was it? There was a video I saw on YouTube, and it was someone who was talking about how, well, their uh, their female boss will often say things like, I'm this close to throwing it all away and becoming a stripper. And then he's like, it's bold of her to assume she has the core strength or the agility capable to be a pole dancer. But then he starts talking about how there's this male version of this same statement, which is, I'm this close to running off and going to live in the woods. Mm -hmm. And people never bother despite the fact that this is like so many guys fall back. It's something even I've said when I'm just completely exacerbated with most of society is, is that most people don't actually prepare even for homesteading, let alone living in the woods. Mm -hmm. So how many people know how to fell a tree? How many, how many people, people know panic when they stub their toe too hard? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get hurt. Do you know how to take care of the boo-boos? Do you know which ones are actually lethal or which ones the doctors say are lethal? Because, well, you can't just go out in the woods and, and do things because if you get scratched, you're going to get an infection. That infection is going to turn gangrenous and then you're going to, it's going to eat up your body and you're going to die. It doesn't work that way. Well, that's, that's all propaganda that's pushed to us now. Like on the, the, the telegram. I've been trying to show just how ridiculous most of medicine is. Asthma cigarettes. I, yeah, the asthma cigarettes. Cocaine toothache drops. They used to know everything that's that's worth knowing. We know more now than what we've ever known before, and we are right. We know it. Science proves it. And then 20 years later, yeah, no, they was wrong. One thing I will say about medicine, our surgeries are top-notch. Oh, yeah, we've gotten very good at surgery. We do exceptional. But but remember, like last year, well, even now, depending on where you are, the vaccines are vaccines, and they're good for you, and they're going to keep you safe, and they're going to keep you healthy unless you live in this other area, and then that exact same vaccine is actually kind of detrimental if you take too many of them because it's going to strip you of your immune system. It's not actually a vaccine because it's a gene therapy. It's a, that's what the mRNA is. It's a gene therapy process. And that they don't know the long-term side effects or the long-term effects. They don't even really know what the short-term is. But science knows. Listen to the science. I am Fauci. 
Listen to me. I am the science. I can't do the Fauci voice, but. Oh, yeah. We're not Tim Pool. We can't do the the droplets. The droplets. <laughs> oh, man. St. Fauci. Yes. St. Fauci. And they always say, well, it's, it's science. It's science. Listen to the science. The science. The science. The science. The science. Ugh. Question. That's what science actually is. It's questioning. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of the scientific method. You can do the scientific method with everything. Well, and language is very important because, again, watching news personalities, and they're they're suffering from the same thing. They're making the exact same complaints about news and media and, and the process, presentation, politics, all that stuff that we do about paganism. It's like people say these things. We don't even know where they get them from. They're well, just based on nothing, and then people take off running with it. And don't you dare question it. Well, that's like all these people that are just completely pulling crap out of their ass. Like, all the languages spawn from a single language. This is unprovable, first of all. There's no way to actually successfully prove this. Language is too malleable, too changeable. We don't actually... We, we can't even forecast where language is going to go. Well, like the quote-unquote proto-Germanic... It doesn't exist. It's it's a made-up language. Mm -hmm. For all we know, the quote-unquote proto-Germanic, if it existed and wasn't just the result of... The Germanic languages aren't just the result of various languages interacting. It might be completely unrelated, from our perspective, to any of the neighboring languages, whether that's the Celtic languages, the Gaelic languages, mm -hmm. uh, the Iberian languages, the Romance languages, the Greek. It, it might be completely unrelated. We don't know. And then... Here's the thing. There are so many words in like the older languages we do know, like Old Norse, that could mean like seven different oh. things. Uh, like, here's one I want to bring up before we before we finish up because we are getting close. Uh, we got a few more minutes, so. But um, because simply, I think a lot of people are unaware of it. The the whole pie thing. You can find where they're dragging in Japanese. And Judaism. And well, that's what it was designed for is to link all the uh, the European stuff to Judaism. Well, it was based on the Tower of Babel, so Yes. So but they are they are using Pi linguistic links to Japanese and to Amazonian. Well, I mean it's they're doing it literally because that's what it is. It's it's universal. It's an attempt to explain the Tower of Babel. That's what it's yeah. always been, and people and fall it for it. And always will be. And anybody that says anything different is lying to you. Well, it's like people intentionally that, or not. Well, it's like people that try to claim that the supposed Indo-Europeans, if they existed, came out of the steppes, mm -hmm. like the Ukrainian steppes or whatever. Couple of things. First of all, if you believe that the European phenotypes all spawn from this. It makes no sense for us to come from the plains or the steppes or whatever the frick it is because we are literally so well adapted to the forest that other races have trouble seeing us in there. That's yes. how good our natural well, as a matter camouflage. Of fact, we have trouble spotting each other. Yeah, that's how and our eyes are designed to spot each other. We are literally forest people. You can see it in how we act in our culture. Um so, first of all, that doesn't make a ton of sense. But then if you actually look at well, how people treat these this origin theory of the Indo-European, the out-of-India theory is still there. It's yeah. never been stopped. It's yeah. going to flip and drop the step thing eventually to point out one of 
whatever is the useful thing at the time, which could either be everything comes from the Middle East to try and get everyone go back to Christianity, or everyone, or all of us come from India, in which case it's an attempt to get everyone to go Hindu. This is a trap, and how do people not see it? Well, it, it, let's let's go to because I've talked to a lot of these experts, and they're all like, "Well, you see, we come from a singular tribe, and pick random location because I've been given like six of them, six locations, and it started with a single man and a single woman. Has anybody heard this story before?" Yes, I'm a sure. A single man and a single woman begin a single tribe, and then that tribe grows and it splits and it it travels and it splits again and it splits again. But it all started from a single man and a single woman. Has anybody heard that story before? Well, it's like how people are hiding that the um, the Neanderthals are effectively considered human. Yes. like there's no actual the, difference. And yeah, because there's there's a a bunch of actual geneticists like actual ones that get ignored all the time that have said we are the hyperboreans are the neanderthals there is not a noticeable genetic difference between there's not enough genetic drift to account for anything else yeah it, it the thing that makes the most amount of sense if you look at the genetic studies the archaeological studies and what neanderthals actually looked like is yeah not the drawings of them but the hyperboreans the europeans the whatever the frick you want to call us we are the Neanderthal. And the Neanderthal was not this half-gorilla-looking thing that people now, put now forward. Now consider Neanderthal was everywhere across the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, yeah. They not were just even, Europe, but across the Northern Hemisphere. Well, they found period. Neanderthal DNA in, like, South America. Yeah. And, and, yeah, in those areas that we've discussed before. Now, here's the thing. Why wouldn't they have developed some kind of language... And then if there's kind of spread out, would not language have developed independently of each other-ish? Why would it, how could it be well, a pan Well, by, by the logic of how some the, people... The pan language re relies on a single village. Well, and here's the other thing that nobody wants to admit is a lot of the idea of the cultures are based on the spread of technology. So by that standard, every European society with a television is Scottish. Yes. Because the television, I think, was developed I by a Scotsman. Yeah, I think that you're right. So by that logic, every culture who has a television is Scottish. They were conquered by the Scots and given the television. Yes. Yes. Because that's the same logic. The idea that you couldn't get things through trade or observation. Because that's how we got a lot of the stuff that we, quote unquote, stole from the Asians. We showed up, saw how they did it, and then just reverse engineered it. Yeah. Like, that's how we got gunpowder. And unlike them, we didn't make fireworks. We made guns. Yeah. It's because of our, our nature. It's what we do. We're very warlike. Uh, yeah. And, and we're creative. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's a whole thing. It makes far more sense that we literally are the Neanderthal. Mm -hmm. Languages developed over time, independent and through through cooperation and even conflict. But the the pie theory it literally does rely on a singular tribe. Some of them will stop it at singular tribe. But then, of course, there's people within those groups that will take it. Well, that singular tribe was started by a single man and a single woman. Well, where did they come from? 
Well, you see, they they came from the dust of the earth. Ha, again, have you heard that story before? Yeah, is it just me or does it... Because here's the thing, is you can actually see where this is obviously going. It doesn't take much thought to realize that this whole... First of all, the Aryans and the Indo-Europeans are not the same thing. They are two completely separate ideas that showed up and then people just started considering them the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the guy that decided to use the term Aryan, first of all, it applied to a fictional tribe from Northern Italy. Yes. So it had nothing to do with the Indo-European theory. So these two things being connected is literally a result of esotericism from a bunch of weirdos in the 1940s. And it's everybody like fucking Guido. Mm. He was a monotheist, a universalist, admitted. And But he recognized the value of ethnic faith and he knew that there was something older, actively went and tried to link the two to prove the monotheism, the, universe, uh, the, the universal religion to be true. That, that is legitimately what all of this always is. Well, it is easy to spot. I mean, you grew up in a universalistic society. How hard is it to spot universalistic ideas? Well, it's like if you want to see the difference between the races, literally just look. Yeah. Because people can tell me it's just skin deep, but then bone structure, hair texture, hair coverage, diet, personality. The system, the immune system. The and bone structure is not just the head because everyone goes straight to like the skull structure. No, like the length of the limbs, the the size and density of the bones. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're tell there's freaking giraffe people basically from Africa. It, 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 we're not the same species, people. And well, and if you called these different species anything but man or human, everybody would be like, "Oh yeah, that's a different species." Because in many cases with animals, all it takes is a, a slightly different length of the fur not even a different coloration slightly different length of the fur on average well, and all of a sudden it's a different species well literally there's a squirrel in italy that is considered genetically distinct from the red squirrel over much of the rest of europe because it is a darker color it's mostly black and it's slightly bigger and that is it if you saw pictures you'd literally just think it was a black hair coloration of the red squirrel mm-hmm but this doesn't apply when it comes to humans because all humans have to be the same. Why do they all have to be the same? Because of universalism. Why do you need universalism? For empire. Empire needs a method of control, and that is how they do it. It's everywhere, and then there's people that are trying to keep this status quo. Because it's comfortable. Yeah, because it's comfortable. So what they are doing is disrupting the flow of information, and they do it on purpose. Whether it's from fear, maliciousness, it doesn't matter. It's being done on purpose. Learn to identify it. Well, and I'll, I'll leave uh, my end of this conversation off with this. When Christians came into European territories, they commented on the fact that we were pretty uh, nude. Mm -hmm. We had no problem with nudity. A lot of us, if it got hot enough, we had no problem walking around with our balls out. Mm -hmm. this is directly opposed to the myth of original sin because the mark of original sin is the being ashamed of one's own physical body. Mm -hmm. 
Europeans did not naturally have this. So by definition, we did not possess original sin until the Christians came and forced it on us. Mm -hmm. So by this definition, there's only one of two conclusions. Either by the Bible standards, we are not people. So therefore, why are we venerating the God who really doesn't care? Or number two, that is a God of a completely different people who are worried about modesty, who do have the quote-unquote mark of original sin. We don't. It is not our God. It is not our tradition. It is not our religion. This is a foreign concept to us. Europeans are people, Hyperboreans. We are inherently naive, and we are inherently fairly innocent in our personality. Innocent does not mean kind or even nice. It is literally just innocent. There, you can be innocent and accident- without malicious intent. You can be innocent and accidentally burn because a, a cow is innocent and it supposedly started the Great Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. We need to stop treating the Bible like it is somehow valuable to us. Yes, it affected our culture for a certain amount of time, but let's be realistic. The only reason everyone tries to bring Christianity, the Bible, the Old Testament, and the New Testament and tries to figure out some occult reason that the Bible and all the pagan myths are one and the same is because it's comfortable. We have had the leash of Abrahamism around our necks for the better part of 2,000 years. We are comfortable with it. I think it's about time we let ourselves be discomfortable so that future generations don't have to have a leash around their neck. The Lord Keeper is out. New word, discomfortable. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, on that note, yes. Keep, keep an eye out for universalism. You can recognize it. Think for yourself. I mean, for real. Just ask questions. Try to prove yourself wrong. Don't try to prove yourself right. Because if you're doing that, you're going at it the wrong way. And you'll ignore things that are contrary to what you want them to be. So try to prove yourself wrong. Use some reason. Um, examine yourself. Look into yourself. Why is it that this thing makes me happy? Why? I think this thing makes me happy, but actually what it does is it makes me nervous and uncomfortable. S- examine yourself a little bit. Keep an eye out for people that are intentionally distracting. Intentionally distracting. And start building yourself up. Help your family build themselves up. Live with nobility. Live with courage. Um, And so until then, yeah, I guess uh, keep your powder dry because the shit's about to get real.